from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're bringing in my pal John McLaughlin, pollster, consultant, CEO of McLaughlin and Associates with Brother James. So, John, has there been any polling since the CNN, uh, Trump CNN town hall? Um, there's been a little. I mean, there were two polls out yesterday that uh, Trump was ahead in Iowa and he's ahead uh, in Florida in the primary. And uh, we, you know, we recently had a Iowa caucus poll of where it was past caucus goers. It's hard to get the sample, but we had the past caucus goers because Trump's an announced candidate. It was done for his campaign. Plus uh, Republicans uh, like, who are likely to attend the caucus. And he was ahead 54%, DeSantis 20, Pence 7, Haley 5, Romney 4, Ramaswamy 2. So, you know, one-on-one against DeSantis, he's up 57-35. And they're both going to Iowa now this weekend. So you have Trump's holding a rally in Iowa tonight. And uh, so, you know, they're both both focused on uh, where they need to be right now. And and the good part for for, uh, President Trump is, and granted, full disclosure, because I work for him, as you know. By the way, has he called you lately? He needs more pro growth message, Larry. I mean he's got the CNN town hall. But he did well at the CNN temp. I mean he had a great segment when he started with drill baby drill and then he went to taxes and deregulation. Uh he has called, by the way, but I just um I thought he did pretty well on that. Yeah, I would agree. And since since then his his the, the you know the numbers that I've seen. His, his numbers have held or gotten better. So, and and by the way, when you think about the Manhattan verdict against them, mm-hmm. and then he went into the CNN lines then where that was not uh, that was not a, a town hall meeting. That was a debate between <laughs> Caitlin Collins and President Trump, and he got the better of her. I mean, she just yeah. she just wouldn't let up, and yeah. and she was saying things that weren't true, and then she's saying what he says isn't true. It's just you know, but he was great, and they got high ratings. And you know what the th- thing is? I always said, you know, we've worked for different presidents. Where I worked for Finkelstein, worked for Ronald Reagan. He was perfect that he was made to address people on TV. Worked for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was at a time where he was the action governor, where he won the recall, et cetera. He's going around blowing up Volkswagens. Donald Trump was the high, was the high, had the highest rated reality TV show. In an age of reality TV, what you've got is you've got Donald Trump as a reality TV president, uh, the reality president, and you've got Joe Biden now, who's the fantasy president. I mean, it's like <laughs> he's not even there. So what's driving them nuts, why these uh, prosecutions or persecutions are going to continue, is that Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden in the polls. Mm-hmm. In our last national poll, which Trump was beating him 47 43. And actually, we do likely voters, so we're mm. pretty strict with our samples mm. that we not only do we use voter lists, but we screen for people who are likely to vote. So it represents, and it's modeled after the 160 million voters that came out in 2020. So most of our polls have more Biden voters from 2020 than Trump voters. But Trump, since the surrender of Afghanistan by Biden, has been ahead in the polls since October of 21. And now the real clear politics average, Trump is ahead by a, by a point over Biden. And most of those polls 
are registered voters polls. They don't screen for likely voters. And like the, there was a Yahoo News one, Yahoo News one or whatever, had us uh, down too. But if you put in the right numbers of voters, Trump would actually be ahead. I mean, in that poll, they had like 1,500 adults, and then they had 500 people never voted, and they, with the 1,060 registered voters, they had they had Trump barely behind. But if they did that poll correctly uh, and modeled it after an actual election with likely voters, Trump would be ahead. So what's your, even what's the your worst split? polls for us are good. What's your split, John? My split? And, and you mean like Trump ours, is ahead 47, 43? No, ours, ours and D's. 30, 36. It's it's exactly the same as uh, 2020, 36% Republican, 37% Democrat. Mm. So so it's, that's, what the, that's what the actual exit poll said in 2020. I was so. very surprised. Uh, I read someplace, uh, Newsmax or someplace, you were, you have Trump ahead in Iowa. Iowa was not really a Trump state. If you go back in 2016, well, as I recall, he lost Iowa. Then he came back and won New Hampshire. Um, so I was surprised at how well he was doing. Well, he's, he's up. Remember, he won it by eight points in 2020. Yeah, and, I can't, yeah. It, it, yeah, he did. There were a lot of polls that said it was going to be close. But, again, it's like, you know, all during the 2020 campaign, we had to fight polls that were skewed towards the Democrats. Mm. And uh, uh, Iowa, you know, in, in the end there, he was. we won it by eight points. And now, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, right now, for the Trump was good for the farmers. You rearranged. Uh, you had a, a, the North American Treaty that that still helped the farmers, and he had this tariff battle with China. But at the same time, he put aid in to help the Iowa farmers. Yeah. So, so yeah. our poll. The I mean, Chinese when you look tra- at the, the Chinese. Tra- uh, by the way, the Chinese have not held up their bargain. Just saying. No. I've just, oh, that's I've, because I just I just saw some com- some commodity numbers there. They're not buying the ag commodities, but that's a separate subject. I didn't mean it. They're cheating. Well, good, the Chinese are cheating. It's, surprise, surprise. Yeah, it's a, it's a good subject. And, and think about this week when uh, uh, when uh, the House with the Chairman Comer came out with the oversight report that the Biden family had accepted all this money from foreign people, whether it's China or, or Romania and all that. Uh, the, the Biden Justice Department decides to indict George Santos on the same day. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, and what you've got is you talk about the media no longer covers Biden. They cover up for Biden. And so you had, uh, uh, you know, our last poll nationally, we had 82 percent are aware that the uh, that Bragg indicted Trump of likely voters. But only 54% are aware that the Biden family took money from China. So, <laughs> right. the, the, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's an unfair fight. But, but Trump is, is he's still the anti-establishment candidate at a time when 70% of Americans say the country's on the wrong track. They say the economy's getting worse, not better, uh, 67% to 26%. Mm-hmm. And 55% of all voters think that we're in a recession. So... You know, that's their perception, and that that was the last national poll. You know, it's uh, Gerard Baker wrote this in the Wall Street Journal a couple weeks ago. It's going to be a pocketbook election, and Mm -hmm. um, I think that's uh, Trump's breadbasket. That's his strength. And I think you saw that. I think you saw that, John. He did have a very strong section in the CNN debate. I'm calling it the CNN debate. Uh, 
but he did great that we played the we played the sound on TV we played the sound at the beginning of this show on radio uh, his answer there when he started out drill baby drill got a huge round of applause and then he went on from there and he talked about taxes and regulations and went on you know I, I think that just plays into his hands now um, Governor DeSantis may have an, a strong economic message too we haven't heard it yet I think DeSantis has actually hurt himself with his obsession over Disney frankly he's into that too way too deep too much woke as Kellyanne Conway would put it but um, so far, a pocketbook election, an economic election is going to play into Trump's hands. And there's no way Biden can defend his record. It's a terrible record. Right. And that's, and that's what we count on. And you, you see, that's why the president has such a great record. And, he, and he's out there saying he'll do it again. And what's amazing is he's working harder. And I have people saying to me, he really wants this election. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's making calls. He's doing the rally today. Yep. He's been to all these places, East Palestine, et cetera. And mm-hmm. by the way, to your point on economics, in our national poll, when we asked about the top issue people are most concerned with, 48% gave an economic answer. Only 30% answered with social issues. Mm-hmm. And the top single most important issue was 28% inflation, which is a hidden tax. Yeah. And, and, and when you look at the, Trump's advantage on that, he wins with the uh, economic issue voters. And he also wins with the 14% who care about security issues like immigration, crime, et cetera, national security. So it's a very Reagan-esque kind of anti-establishment coalition, but it's in the 21st century, and they're angrier. And by the way, 84% of the voters in that survey told us they were negatively impacted by inflation. Mm-hmm. 44% of all American voters saying they're still struggling to make ends meet for basic necessities. Yeah. So I don't know if Congress and Washington, and certainly not the Democrats, and certainly not Biden, because, you know, they got all these wire transfers from foreign governments and stuff, foreign oligarchs or whatever. But but the average person, you know, if you're going to the supermarket, if you're paying for gas, if you're paying your electricity bills. And in this national poll, when you were talking about fossil fuels before, Mm -hmm. only 7% own electric cars. And this is on our website, on mclaughlinonline.com. Mm-hmm. They opposed the Biden regulation, 61 to 32. Wow. And they, right, wow. and they say, who should be in charge of deciding what kind of car you should buy? 86% said consumers, only 8% said the federal government. How, so, about, how about you can't have a, a, a gas stove, you can't have a strong shower, you can't have a strong flushing toilet. You can't have an air conditioner. You can't have a microwave. I mean, really? These are things people like. I mean, they don't want to have to go out and spend a lot of money to buy new ones either. Well, you and I are old enough to remember, this is why the Soviet Union collapsed. That's But this was Jimmy Carter telling you what temperature to uh, set your thing at and how you have to wear a sweater. This is the same as Jimmy Carter. Uh, this is worse. They're going to—they're passing regulations to mandate it. It's nuts. And can you imagine they're doing it with the military with vehicles? Yeah. So what happens if you have a blackout? <laughs> the United States gets attacked. No, we're going to—we're going to have—we're going to have a wind-powered intercontinental ballistic <laughs> missile. All right. How about that? No, I mean there's a certain uh, you know ad ad nauseum ad reductum, but it's it's really. Um, I think this grates on people. Their ordinary lives are being interfered with, John. 
I mean, they yes. don't like that. The government is, di- it's like a bunch of dictators in Washington telling you what you can and cannot do. Uh, DeRoy Murdoch said on the TV show the other night, he said, you're not my mother. <laughs> you right. can't right. tell me what to do. And uh, yeah. I think that's going to really, I mean, that's Biden is like a, he's like the chief scold, you know, that's yeah. what he is. When he's not insulting people, he's a scold. I mean, that's that can't be any fun. All right, John yeah. McLaughlin, I'm going to let you go. Thank you, folks. Um, things look very, very interesting for President Biden. We're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, going to bring in Chad Wolf, uh, who was Trump's uh, Secretary of uh, Homeland Security, talk about this gigantic mess on the border. I'm Kudlow. Take a break. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. 